everybody, uh, Dr. Rick here. It's not gonna be long, it's gonna be one of those quick ones. Headed to kind of go online. Uh, been going at it this morning, uh, since this morning. And so, uh, and it's three, three, uh, a little after three uh, p.m. here in Houston. Uh, been going since this morning, hit the gym, came home, uh, sit down in the north, just got some things done. plan uh, the week but I'm sitting here and over 30 years in this game uh, called black empowerment over 80,000 hours of research book after book lecture after lecture, video after video, conference after conference. Um, so many uh, advocacy cases I can't even count where I was contacted and asked to act on behalf of someone. Uh, and whenever possible, I do it um, and I don't charge for it. Um, dealt with uh, wrongful uh, convictions bringing in attorneys, wrongful uh, charges, uh, issues in education, and just having a conversation uh, earlier. And I'm just reminded about how little we know. One of my common themes has always been Blacks keep losing. We keep taking L's because we don't know how things work. Now, it's not because we haven't had some unbelievable uh, and remarkable minds give us the game. Uh, Carter G. Woodson in the 30s, 1930s, was giving us the game. Malcolm gave us the game. Marcus gave us the game. Dr. Clark gave us the game. Dr. Yosef Ben-Yakinen gave us the game. Dr. Wilson gave us the game. Dr. Naima Akbar gave us the game. Dr. Khaled Muhammad gave us the game. Dr. Chancellor Williams gave us the game. And I can go on and on and on of these unbelievable, remarkably intelligent and highly strategical minds that gave us the game and we fumbled the ball. And there's a part of you that sits up and says, someone, someone said something on a post earlier that uh, they really appreciate the people who are still out there who are willing to go hard in the paint for others outside of their family within the black community. Uh, and it was specifically speaking to me, but anyone else as well. And you get those moments where you go, what the hell am I doing? fighting for a people that won't fight for themselves. I'm fighting for a people who can't seem to see the urgency in it all. Uh, I'm fighting for a people who will support and finance their own demise before they'll help and support and finance your work to help them or to help people like them. What are you doing? And, and, and every time that, that pops in my head and that question is asked, 
is I'm living in my purpose. I'm answering the bell. I'm doing the same thing that all of those ancestors, Dr. Welsing, uh, and so many, Dr. Neely Fuller Jr., so many that did it before me did. They answered the bell. They didn't get what they should have got in the way of support, but they answered the bell. I'm no different. I have no right to check out of my responsibility. Now, I have a responsibility ultimately to my family first, so I will never again put my family in jeopardy to do my work and my passion, but I'm going to continue to do it. And what I'm going to do this week is I'm going to do a series, and every week it's going to be a series on something. And I'm going to do a series this week. I'm going to make the announcement in the morning because it's a couple of different topics that are really hot right now. Uh, intimate partner violence, black male violence, period, black male and female mental health, depression, suicide, um, uh, the racial wealth gap. Uh, I'm going to cover it all and I'm going to do series each week to reflect the research that has been done over the 30 years, what I'm still working on, still doing, to give you guys some insight into what we are facing and what it means because they've sold us so well on individualism that those of us who are in a position to actually do something, that 10% have actually taken on the mindset, I'm gonna pull myself up the hell with it. Everybody's going to figure it out, everybody's gonna do it. The thing is, Leadership isn't some guy standing behind a podium giving a speech. That's not leadership. Uh, those are symbols and icons they put in front of us to distract us. Leadership are those who sit up and know how and teach others how so everyone can. You can't sit up and have a mindset that everybody needs to pull themselves up when no one knows how. So somebody has to be that person to say, this is how you do it. And it's normally a thankless job. It's normally uh, unrewarding on the surface. It's fully rewarding to me because I know I've made my imprint. I've left my legacy in books, in articles, in lectures, in videos, in these cases that I touch that don't pay anything, that I gladly take on. I am leaving my legacy. There are people whose lives are better because I lived. I'm going to be good with that because I have the capacity to take care of my family. So I'm not doing this to take care of my family, but I shouldn't have to do it on my own. I shouldn't have to spend all of my money when there's an entire community that benefits from it. And I think the problem is, as a community, we don't see how we will benefit from it because we bought into individualism and we think because we got it, you know, there's no need to worry about what else is going on. But I'm going to tell you something. As they consistent and continuously replace us with Latinos, once they make us irrelevant, we're not just going to drift to some obscure place in society and just simply exist. There's no need for you. When there was a need for you, look how they treated you. When they benefited from you, look how they treated you. What do you think they're going to do when you no longer have any relevance to them? Malcolm tried to warn you about white liberals. Even Dr. King tried to warn you about white liberals. For those of you who need it simplified a little bit, Democrats tried to warn you, told you what they were doing, 
and they've consistently done it for the last 60 years. But I'm going to break it down. I'm going to show you too. I'm going to show you step by step exactly what's going on and why it's important that we rally the troops while we circle the wagons, while we start to build and solidify a space that we can literally economically manage and control because if we don't, we will become socially, economically, and politically irrelevant and thereby a liability. Be very careful in what listening to what I'm saying. You don't have to like it. You don't have to agree with it, but you at least need to examine it under the scope of critical thought and then come up with your own idea. But your emotions will not set you free. Your emotions will not create power. How you feel about something has absolutely nothing to do with how it ultimately will turn out. So I'm going to get ready to check out of here, but I just had to stop by. I'm, I'm going to do this. I think that it's deserved. I think that it's necessary. So I'm going to do a, a week by week series. So each week is going to be a series on a specific topic. And uh, I will announce um, in the morning, um, the first uh, series will start it tomorrow and I'll give you a video every day uh, with uh you know, a progressive layout of how we we land and fit into these particular areas. I've written on it literally tons. I mean, book after book after book after book, article after article after article, study after study, research, all of that stuff. It's been logged, it's been published, it's been reviewed. It's all out there, but I'm gonna break it down to you. I'm gonna show you exactly what's going on. We are so far behind and we've been convinced to work against ourselves. The idea that all of a sudden uh, the affluent, see, the, that's the thing that we used to call the talented 10th. And the talented 10th were the ones who were mobile, uh, intellectuals, successful. And the talented 10th uh, was misused and we allowed ourselves to be misused. We allowed ourselves to be uh, paraded in front of the other 90% and saying, if they can do it, why can't you? And we allowed that to happen. And then we bought into it and said, man, look, this is what I'm gonna do. Uh, this, is, this is what I'm gonna do. I am going to uh, go out there, I'm gonna look after me, I'm gonna get mine, whoever gonna get, they we're gonna get theirs. And you don't realize as a part of the talent, the talented 10th wasn't meant to stand out and be lauded over the 90. The talented 10th was the mirror for the 90 to look into to discover who they were, to understand the power within, to be able to see it is possible, to be able to understand. But now there's this classism amongst us. You know, we think that because we know something or we've got something, Malcolm again told us and warned us about this, be very careful how you handle people who don't know what you know because at one point in time, you didn't know it either. He warned us about this. He saw it. He predicted it. He gave it to us and we missed it. So I'm going to break it down to you. We have a responsibility to one another. And while we don't owe another to sink, we do owe another to sow. We don't just get to say, well, if they get it, they get it. If they don't, they don't. We're expecting a large part of our population to make choices they don't even know exist. 
they've been constantly bombarded with propaganda and here is something that is coming to them and saying that's not what it is but it's been programmed into their mind if you don't understand psychology if you don't understand sociology it's not going to make sense to you the average person saying well if this is what you're doing stop doing it dude. it's not that simple and it's not just black everybody's programmed by a system controlled by the wealthy elite and each person has a position the reason white people are never going to be in any large number our uh our uh allies is because in their particular position they've been given privilege it is a privilege that allows them to remain in a space where they function as a buffer between the totally disenfranchised and the wealthy elite they defend the system because the system benefits them more than the people they can look at and measure themselves against they rarely look up and say man we don't have what they have because there's so many people they can look at and say we have more than they do there are four more people struggling underneath the middle the white uh, upper middle class than there are in w wealthy elitism above it so they don't look at the money and the power they look at the numbers and if we don't gain an understanding of that we're going to lose anyway i just want to share that which i had to put that on your mind i'm about to get ready to get out of here uh, go sit down and unwind but i had to share that with you uh look Show some love and support for the fundraiser we're doing. If you believe in the work that we've done for over 30 years, the work I continue to do, the work I will continue to do uh, in the community in so many different areas. If you know, you know. If you don't, the link to the organization site is in there. Go check it out. But we need your support. Click that link and give today. That's my challenge to you. Step up and give today. But anyway, one way or another, I'll be here tomorrow to start series number one. On that note, I'm out of here. You guys have an unbelievable remainder of your day. I'm out.